All right, what's up everyone? Uh, just about to invite a special guest on here uh, to do a podcast live from Ottawa. So he is uh, in Ottawa and we're going to talk about what's really going on there. So just seeing if he's getting the invite here. So obviously, if you've been paying attention to what's going on, um, Canada is crumbling and I've got a connection out there who's in Ottawa. He's actually filming a documentary uh, and doing a whole production about all this. So I'm just inviting him on here. I haven't done a live in forever. I'm not sure if he's getting the invite. I just talked with him previously before this call because he is uh, on his laptop, not on his phone. But we'll see if we can hop on here. So we'd love to hear your comments, um, what you think of this whole shenanigans of what's going on in Ottawa right now. Um, Uh, I just got a notification from Instagram about something. Alexander, are you with me? I see a bunch of people joining, but I don't see him. Let me try this again. Yeah, you know what? I don't think I can do this uh, on Instagram because he's on his laptop. Oh, are you there? Yeah. Alexander, are you with me? Oh, cool, yeah, man. One second there. I'm going to turn this off from my laptop. All right. All right. Go there. Um, I'm still on my data, so if we do cut out, that's what happened. I'm not just leaving you. Yeah, I got it, man. I'll just I'll just hold the line like you've been doing for a while if you do, and uh, I'm sure you'll pop back on here. So, for sure. um, first of all, man, just thanks for what you're doing. Like, I really right, no acknowledge worries. you for just... I mean, if I could get to Ottawa, I'd be there. But circumstances, uh, are I what feel they like are a lot of people are like that. Honestly, man, people want to be out here, but it's hard to even get in at this point. Well, it's not even that. It's like if you, I mean, I just escaped Canada right before the mandates to go down to Mexico, and then I was down there for two and a half months, and I had to like sneak my way back in here, and uh, now I can't travel. So I that, can't even imagine what, what that would be like. Honestly, it's insane, man. Well, especially yeah. for someone like me that travels so much, man. Like. I mean, I've been I've been doing it for ten years, um, pretty much nonstop. So, um, but this is about you and kind of what's going on there in Ottawa. So, you've been there for how long? And you and your team are producing a documentary and mm -hmm. filming all the footage about what's really going on, not like this stupid uh, BBC news reporting that, news that's just like the total opposite of what's really happening there. So, I'd love to just hear you share what you want to share, man. Yeah, so I got up here about a week ago, I'd say. We're working with Trucking for Freedom right now. Um, okay. And on my way up, I didn't expect myself to be shooting a documentary, but my buddy's like, hey, I reached out to these guys, and uh, they're going to be taking us on our team. And so here we are a week later, and uh, yeah. I've really been through the thick and thin of it. Um, and what do, you mean, what do you mean by that? Um, what do you mean by that? So basically, when I got here, completely peaceful there's been no problems at all until this last weekend that i've really heard of there was instances where they were taking jerry cans off the back of people's cars um when in the video funny enough they actually mentioned that one of the one of the police officers names was trudeau and i was just sitting out front a second ago there and there's like buses of cops and like cop cars everywhere 
Yeah. And uh, they mentioned somebody named Trudeau. So I have a feeling that they're sitting right in front of the hotel right now. Right but, now. Yeah, right now as we speak. Uh, there's cops walking in and out of the hotel. Um, we got into this room and I- I've been paranoid that this room's been bugged because mm. uh, the card key wasn't working when we got up here. And that hasn't happened since today. Wow. But I looked around. Wow. Tried to, tried to make sure that it's all okay. Uh, I'm no expert in finding bugs, but, you know, if, if there is one, uh, I hope the Ottawa police is enjoying listening to us. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think that, I think that, I mean, this went from being like the most beautiful thing in Canadian history mm-hmm. to like the worst. And Absolutely. I mean, I've literally cried tears of joy seeing the unity and the peace and the love and the people coming together to just create this global movement. Like, it's just unbelievable what was happened around the world because of what you guys are doing. And then yesterday, I didn't even basically leave my bed because I was just glued to my screen watching all y'all's lives and just like crying and just being like, what the hell is going on with our country? Because, I mean, I've been to the border, like I've crossed into North Korea. Like I've gone through the DMZ there. I've been to like, spent a lot of time in China. Like I've known countries that have this massive dictatorship and this is what they're doing now, freezing Canadians' bank accounts. And I'm nervous because to be honest, I've supported different uh, agencies that are supporting all this, right? Like Sango specifically? Uh, no. Mm-hmm. no. You might be good then. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, but I got a notification on my, my bank the other day that I, they're, I don't know if they're just doing maintenance or just, my, I don't know, man. Like, it's fucking scary shit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so, like, what, what's the vibe there now? Like, because yesterday was, like, the tear gas, the rubber bullets, the mm-hmm. police trampling. So, what was that like? Uh, so, the vibe right now is, um, for me personally, it's just paranoia. Like, are we going to get... So, apparently, they're taking people and arresting them outside. Uh, I didn't yeah. see it specifically myself because I'm right in front of the building and no one's getting arrested right here. But mm-hmm. they are taking people out, anyone who's getting caught, straggling. Um, you really want to walk in a group if you're going to walk with anybody because it seems like they don't necessarily stop people when they're with a bunch of others, mostly because I imagine there's witnesses to what's happening. Um, The Rebel News reporter got stopped. She showed her press badge. She couldn't even get into where they're supposed to be reporting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yesterday was just... It wasn't as bad as the day before, although I'm saying that because I wasn't necessarily where they were shooting all the rubber bullets and tear gas. Um... Alexa, one of the rebel reporters, got shot with tear gas, point blank, right in the leg. I saw and, that. And her screaming, like, I literally, my stomach was sick immediately to hear her screaming there. Like, and the guy just battling her with the baton. Like, I'm just like, that's a woman. Yeah. You know, you're, you're like a freaking massive man, and you're just beating a woman reporter. Oh, like, so I'm going to be, I want to I I see the, the, the legal ramifications of this against all of this, right? Like that woman who got trampled by the horse, she was like in a wheelchair or something. Like she, she was, was in, in a, a, a mobility scooter. Mobility scooter, yeah. right. Yeah, and uh, it looked like the guy in front of her was trying to stop it. The first thing we heard about that is that she'd actually died, but she's okay. She suffered a dislocated shoulder. Um, she's a purebred Mohawk woman, as far as I've heard. So, yeah. Well, I hope that, that, I hope that, that 
um, the nations get behind that and just sue the hell out of the government. For that. Oh, I hope to God, man. Like, honestly, these people are so bad that back home in Nova Scotia, where all the indigenous and the white fishermen fight, yeah. they, they hate Trudeau so much that these guys are flying each other's flags now and fighting against the government. Just kind of shows what's happening. So what do you think is going to happen next? It's hard to say, man, because like it's, it's always evolving, always changing. We thought we were winning, and then all of a sudden they're coming through, busting people's windows, pulling them out. Um, yeah, like running over old women on scooters. It's just a, it's a sad scene. But um, hopefully they have no ability to invoke the Emergency Act for any longer than it is invoked right now. Um, but in the future, I'm hoping they condemn Trudeau for this and they have a vote of no confidence. And people can actually go ahead themselves. Like if people are watching and listening to all this and just like, what do I do? Um, I'm going to link an email in this post and you can actually email directly to the, um, I think it's the governor general that basically the ones that are reviewing all this and they need a certain amount of people to actually vote against mm -hmm. Trudeau's for the no, um, vote no of no confidence. confidence. Yeah. And, and then, and then action can actually be taken. Right. And the action needs to be taken. And that's the thing. You know what's so frustrating to me about this? The indifference from Canadians. Mm -hmm. The people that are actually like, oh, well, they've just been so brainwashed by like oh, what they're hearing on the news. And they think that the people there are actually deserve what's happening. And I'm There's just like, you guys are, it's just, I feel sorry for them, but I also feel just like, what the fuck are you thinking? You know? Yeah, I mean, like, people are trying to say we're out here causing a problem, but really there's just people in the crowd walking around, like, dropping little hearts to people, like, sitting down, kneeling in front of them. Like, a lot of the people who are protesting have their backs turned to the cops to show that they mean no harm. Um, and still, they'll be pushing through with, like, I don't know what, they're not nightsticks, but they're, like, wooden sticks, and they're just hitting people, like you saw in that video, where that guy was really going in on whoever was there. And it looked like there yeah. was blood on the ground near that person. But, yeah. um, yeah, most people, I shouldn't say most people, everyone I've seen has been peaceful. I haven't seen anything wrong since I got here. I've had people from Ottawa come up, like they'll come up to you and right. they'll say, thank you for being here. Like we yeah. want this to end and we yeah. agree with you. And so I've had like four or five people walk up to me specifically, and I'm sure there's way more in the crowd. Yeah. yeah. Well, I was actually in Hong Kong. Uh, a couple of years back with the whole, I don't know if you remember this or not, but there's a massive, massive governmental protest in Hong Kong against China. And I was in the middle of all that. And it was insane. And there was tear gas. There was millions of people there. Like, it's a massive country. And it was all down in the harbor of Hong Kong. And that was, like, the first time in my life. I've been in some pretty bad travel situations. But I was like, yo, this is next level. And this is the first time I've seen anything close to that since. Um, so I know personally what it's like and what it takes to stand there. And um, that's why so few people do it, right? Yes. Um, it's, it, takes, it takes big balls. So the only reason they didn't tear gas more people is because there was kids in the crowd. But I Gosh. guarantee you this would be a lot more violent if, uh, yeah. if there wasn't. Yeah. How many people do you think were there at the peak of all this? Because you've been there for how long? Uh, it's like a week and a half now. Um, a week and a half. The peak of all this and the start. I think last week on Saturday, there was more people than initially. But 
I might be wrong about that, but you couldn't even get through the crowds. I was right in front watching the speakers and like filming them. And they had some doctors, scientists, uh, Brian Peckford, like all those people were up there telling their stories and like rooting on for us. Everything they're doing is wrong. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And now it's a different scene. You shared a video with me before we started talking and it looks like it's pretty cleared out. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, the trucks are all gone. People left on their own. Like we actually told they, we told the truckers to go home because it's just becoming more dangerous than it's worth. Uh, but there's a possibility they might regroup in different places. We'll see. Yeah. Um, overall, though, yeah, it, it got pretty dangerous and people needed to leave. Yeah. Yeah. And with, with like the whole and it's the RCMP or it's the Ottawa police. It's hard to tell who's who. They didn't have okay. badge numbers or names the day that I the first day that I was there. Yeah. So you couldn't tell who was who. I've actually okay. seen people in the crowd who are wearing like the green jackets the first day, which seemed to be like the most aggressive people. And then they had red hats on like yesterday. Yeah. So that was, uh, I think they're switching around uniforms. I'm not sure though. I might, I might mm. be wrong on that. Interesting. Um, well, Chris Guy, who I'm wearing a shirt here, just say no, kind of mm. started all this, you know, a couple of years ago. Um, he just put out a video last night saying that there's been documentations and sources saying that uh, the United Nations peace uh, troops have landed their plane and that a lot of these uh, these officers are from the UN. Any any thoughts or confirmation about that? I seen the the video of the UN planes yeah. being there. I think they said they were being refueled, but you know, I, I wouldn't leave anything off the table, but that sounds like a little bit of a far fetched one. I, I believe that the Canadian cops would do this to us. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. Um and what's the game plan for the documentary that you guys are filming there? Like you're just kind of gathering all the, the footage and then what, what's it for? Is there, is there somebody funding it or what's, what's the, I don't know all the details to it, but we're working with our team right now here in Ottawa. I'm mostly just collecting footage and then they yeah. have a group of people back home in, uh, in Alberta who are working on the actual film. Uh, nice. It's going to be like a six part series. I believe they're talking about wow. it. first. They just want it to be like one long, one or two hour documentary but now we're starting okay. to collect so much footage that it might be more than that yeah man it's gonna be epic that's canadian history what you're doing right now this is this is world history not just canadian history but this is just something that's starting yeah. a massive movement around the world and the interesting thing man is that my background my degree was in conflict resolution and mediation like pre-law so i studied gandhi martin luther king nonviolence protest and it's so funny seeing that that's the only thing that's actually worked through all of this. Like that, that's the actual answer. And it yeah, just well, shows, yeah, it, it just shows when you come with peace and the opposition reacts with violence, that speaks volumes, you know, that that's really the, the way to um, just shine a light on, on, on the darkness. Yeah, man. And if you see like the, even when that woman got trampled, no one started attacking the cops. Yeah. And, at that point in time, like, like they let off a big, I don't know what the kind of grenade it was, but they, they let something off while the, crowd, the crowd was chanting, uh, we love you, we yeah, love you, I, I saw we that. love yeah. you. And yeah, and then he just hears big bang. And I was like, oh my God, what was that? Yeah. I was staring at them. And then they started pushing the line forward. But I saw a whole bunch of smoke coming up over the crowd. And I thought we were about to get tear gas, but that didn't really make sense after everything because, uh, they were, they weren't wearing tear or gas masks. So, uh, right. 
it it's definitely effective because I think a lot of people who see it are like they're like this is unacceptable even people in my family who are originally against people who aren't getting vaccinated are now sort of mm. looking at this and being like okay there's something wrong here yeah well and and it's not even really about that either right it's also mostly about just just the freedom to go back to normal like they haven't even put together a plan to be like all right this is going to end like it sounds like they don't even want it to end no and... they're not even talking to us about it like we have we're not asking for money we're not asking for anything except for it to go back directly to what it was before. Yeah. And uh, they refuse to do that. And that's why this has carried on for so long. And now we have people getting trampled by horses and people getting beaten with nightsticks. And we had war veteran, like disabled war veterans, who were there crying on the front lines, then getting carried off and beaten as well. It's, it's my my, gra- my grandfather was a war veteran, and that's why this is Mine really too, for me. And that's why I'm just like... This is not the Canada, and he's not here with us anymore. But he'd be, you know, rolling over in his grave right now. And that's, I know that's what just... you mean. I know what you mean. I uh, I was thinking about that too because my grandfather was a World War II vet, and yeah. he was uh, he was on the Huron in the Navy, and, I, and he was a business owner as well. And through all this, I'm a business owner myself, and. Mm. I was thinking to myself, what if someone came along and told my grandfather that he couldn't run his barbershop? Wonder what would come out of his mouth after he said that. What if they told him he couldn't sit down in a restaurant to go eat? It's just so infuriating. Like, I, I almost came to tears. I mean, I, I pretty much was when I was on the front lines watching them push forward saying, move, move, move. It's like, how can you do this to people yeah. who aren't even dangerous? Why yeah. are we acting like this crowd is like that crowd in Hong Kong where they were actually attacking people? It was. It was hardcore, man. Yeah, Hong Kong was, it was vicious, man. It was vicious. And, uh, that's not what it is here. And, and the thing as well is that going back to the whole Trudeau situation, I think personally, the reason why he's freaking out, it went from a, hey, it went from a small fringe minority to emergency national uh, war act real quick, didn't it? It's yeah, like, no, it was never a fringe minority, man. No, I know. They were telling me and showing me the live feeds of them driving up. And I was like sitting at home like, oh, my God, I wish I could get out of here. But uh, yeah, unfortunately, that was not allowed. Yeah. Well, the documentation is of his business and political conflict of interest of him monetizing on every single shot that is administered, right? Like he's got a 40% stake. He's got a a 40% stake in a company that's supplying all the the worldwide vaccines, right? So like, I don't want to say it, but um, that alone just like shows really, this is about money, not health. You know, like that's why he's, that's why he's so just hell bent on on just pushing forward because of his financial ties to all this so i mean i think that all this is going to come out hopefully who knows but the people that have been paying attention know that you guys are doing doing just you're on the right side of history right mm-hmm. um I, I don't want to take up much more of your time man i know that you've got a lot of shit going on um what's your plans from here like what, what do you think is going to happen next like what, what's your plan next i guess our plan specifically is get the hell over here and don't get arrested because we have no yeah. discussion plates so we're not sure how that's going to plan out i think they said something about the police staying here for two weeks wow so we'll see if we're able to safely get out um yeah. but my plan would probably be go back home start busting out content and yeah. hopefully here in the new near future they condemn trudeau for what he did and everyone can get back to working but the thing is even after this is done like just 
me seeing how far the rabbit hole goes. It's not over when we're done this. Even if we yeah. get rid of the mandates and everything, people have to become more active in their own communities, in their own lives, to yeah. try and make sure that the government doesn't overstep themselves and do this to anybody else. It's a slippery slope, my man. It's a slippery slope. Well, look, I'm praying for you and you guys get back safe. And, and honestly, from what I've heard, these arrests aren't sticking. They're just telling people to leave, right? They're just basically saying... Mis mischief. Yeah, yeah, you exactly. Leave the day after. Like, or not even, like, maybe, like, 10 minutes after they arrest you. So the first deal that we heard about that was that you yeah. either spent two weeks in jail or yeah. you got out after two days if you signed a waiver that you're not going to come back. But yeah. a lot of people just came back anyways. So, you know, it is what it is. Well, I think the scary thing outside of that, obviously, that's just scary. I mean, I've had some... Um, thoughts about just the fact that they're taking people's bank accounts like have you heard much about people there that have actually had it like i, I know that i've oh, seen yeah. a few videos of people but like what what kind of numbers are you hearing of people that can't like, so they just can't withdraw cash like how does that work uh they seize your bank account i'm not sure exactly how it works but the girl that's with us right now her bank account was seized um and she just she just gave money to the gifts and go and that's it that's all she did um me probably we're gonna have our bank account seized i pretty sure of that but has just for just, for just just for being there mm -hmm. filming reporting they said that they'll arrest reporters and everything like that was a statement from the ottawa police so they're willing to do a lot of a lot of things in the wrong way it, it's people ridiculous that are, people that are there filming and reporting that aren't mm -hmm. even part of the protest just like wow yeah like you saw like the the rebel news reporter couldn't even get in to go in and investigate he showed her or she showed him yeah. the the press badge the past, and he said yeah. how can i validate this is real it's like yeah. you know who this person is yeah like, you've yeah. seen her all week she's been there the face is very familiar to everyone right yeah and maybe just just to wrap this up let's speak about that like what's the community been like there like the the bonds the, the relationships the networking like it seems like it's just been a massive family gathering um, yeah. And, and what's the plan to stay in touch with people after this? Like, I'm just wondering, I mean, these relationships, it's not just going to end here, right? Mm -hmm. So a lot of the people I didn't get to know too, too well who are on the ground, like okay. if you see everybody, they're joyous. Like they're just walking around, hugging officers, hugging people, having conversations with the police. Um, really, the police seemed like they were on our side until like this started happening on the weekend. But before yeah. that, you you see people talking to the Ottawa police and laughing. And yeah, I think what they did, they did is they brought people from outside who didn't have a connection to the people who were here because they knew mm. how good people are. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, overall, for the, for the overall people here, though, like I was standing next to a fire just chatting up everybody. It's like when I was traveling to Thailand. Yeah, I saw your video, man. That was a dope video. Yeah. Yeah. When you're in a hostel and you're just meeting people and you all have different backgrounds, you can spark up a conversation. There's yeah. no problems. There's no hostility. You're not talking about the politics. You just want to get to know people. Yeah. That's what it was like with the people on the ground. And then yeah. you'll have Ottawa citizens coming up to you saying, thank you for, thank you for coming here and helping with this. Uh, we don't yeah. think what's going on is right. And my friend actually, like the cops don't like this either. My yeah, friend got stopped at one of the checkpoints, and uh, the, the officer said, "This is this is wrong. I don't agree with what's going on." But they're, you know, just doing their do job. Yeah. Mm. 
Well, thank you for standing up for Canadians, the freedoms, and against the far overreach of just mass. I don't even know what to call it. Just it's just yeah. disgraceful, right? So, um, listen, man, I know that you guys are packing up and heading out. Let me know when the doc, uh, the series drops. I'll definitely link to it. And, yep. um, yeah, man, just let me know if there's anything I can do on this side. All right. Sounds good, man. Thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. Peace. Take it easy. Easy. Yeah, bye. Bye. -bye. All right, guys. So you just heard that there. Um, I'm going to wrap this up. But uh, hopefully you're doing your own um, research into all this and not just believing whatever you see or hear on the paid for state media of CBC, which is just a joke. Um, look, whatever your, your perspective is on what's going on, um, and just know that there's two sides to every story. And uh, this, is, this is a story that's not going to be over anytime soon. Um, I haven't been looking at all these comments here, but I'm going to be posting this to my podcast. I haven't done one in a long time. The last one I did was actually with Chris Guy, who created this Just Say No, um, the first Freedom Convoy ever a year and a half ago that um, I was involved with here in Vancouver. So we need more people to, to just stand up. And there's a saying that says, um, for evil to prevail, all it needs is good people to say nothing. And there's a lot of people that have been saying nothing through all of this and just sitting back. The time has come for you to step up and start saying something. Until then, peace.